0: You are listening to a Need 10 Media podcast production. All right, Jayhawks on the move. We are set for episode 50, believe it or not. Uh, Coach Tim Sauer may be a little jealous, and he's just going to have to deal with it. So once he makes the state meet, then we'll uh, we'll give him a special episode, too. So uh, we're going to bring in uh, cross-country coach Nick Green and uh, talk about uh, a season. uh, When you look at boys and girls teams, both going on to Fort Dodge this Saturday for the state uh, cross-country meet, Um, just talk about the significance of that.
1: Yeah, it hasn't happened since nineteen ninety one. Uh since both teams have qualified. There was a stretch in the nineties where uh the boys made it I think six or seven times, um and the girls made it, I believe, two two times during that decade. Uh but ninety one they both made it. So I hadn't yet been born in ninety (laughs) one. Um and uh but it's been a while since that's happened. Uh the boys haven't been to State since 1997 i believe so it's been 24 years um so this is historic if you want to call it that um but it hasn't happened in a long time so it's been uh, really cool to see this group of boys put it together as the season's gone on because it wasn't it didn't quite look like this uh week three week four right. that this was going to happen um but the last three weeks they've really pieced it all together as a group as a top five as a top seven and um they made they made it happen Uh, on the night of districts so uh, very special for them and and for the girls to go back their fourth trip in a row I believe in the 90s the boys cross-country team did that but they're the only two groups um, in school history to go to state four years in a row Um, the girls are definitely the only group to finish fourth three years in a row and have that high a finish uh, and we're looking to add to that this Saturday as well.
0: Yeah, it's interesting going back through, and I'll, I'll pull back on Facebook memories. It'll come up, and there's pictures of uh, of us or your athletes or even when Rachel Dahl was coaching and yep. them going on to state between yep. uh, the Treptow Girls, and then uh, uh, you look at uh, Kyle Rod. I think that was two yep. years ago. Yep, he qualified
1: uh, at Dyke. So two years ago we were at Dyke, he qualified. Yep, we're back. Hedge up
0: at halftime or whatever that was, talking to, to Amanda and, and, uh, and, and Kyle Rott, and, yep. and here we are.
1: Uh, when we last talked, you want to take a bus? Yeah. Well, you're taking a bus. Yep, we are taking a bus. So we've got about uh, 25 people in all with our support coaching, support staff, and athletes. So um, a special thing to have to take a bus. Uh, uh, that uh, means you're taking a whole group. So. so when are we painting the windows? When does that get i Night. Tonight. Up? tonight okay. just texting, all right. I was just texting Ron uh, <laughs> Sadler, and he's got the bus going to be ready for us in the shed. It's going to be dry. We're going to paint it tonight after practice so the kids are getting their window paint and they're ready to go.
0: Okay. That's awesome. That, you know, it's such a significant piece to be able to do something like that. It's almost like a rite of passage to, to get to do that and and head that way. And, uh, what do you expect? Uh, I guess, tell me your schedule. You're painting tonight. Uh, probably a little bit of car load on Friday. We actually got
1: our, our itinerary, um, that, that we put together somewhere here, but, um, our plan is, uh, oh, it's somewhere, but, um, that we'll go out Friday right after school, 315. Once we get to Fort Dodge, uh, we go out to eat. Uh, same restaurant we did last year, Mineral City. It's got good pasta, uh, good food. And then we head to the hotel. We'll be at the hotel, we'll be up for a couple hours, lights out around uh, 10, 1030, hopefully. Um, I know that's not every high schooler at that time, <laughs> but um, we'll have a team meeting around 930, kind of talk about Saturday's game plan. Um, Go to bed, wake up around uh, 6.30, 6.45. We'll do a team shakeout in the morning, I'll run in the parking lot, go through our full stretches, have breakfast, then pack up and head out to the course. We'll get there about two hours before race time so we can walk the course. Um, the boys get their team picture from the state and then uh, and then it's race time at 10.30 for the girls. So. Okay so then t-
0: girls are going first boys have to just kind of sit it yeah their way the home, yeah but... so
1: so the, the girls race at 10 30 and that's about when the boys need to start their warm-up so they they can see them off they can say good luck they can maybe watch as they they run out as they're doing their warm-up but they have to manage a little bit of their uh, emotions and energy and we talked about that at districts um we have a very close group the we have 11 seniors um, but the boys team and the girls team are very close. That they, they interact very well with one another. I think it's a byproduct of having practice together sure. every day for right. the last three months, basically. Um, but we talked to them about controlling controlling yourself during that time. Keep your heart rate low. We don't need to be the ones screaming and running back and forth cheering on the girls because. Mm-hmm. Right now, that's not your job. Your job is to prep for your race. There'll be enough people and, there to do that. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. And the girls will do their very best cheering you on as long, as much as they can move after a huge race, and they'll do as much as they can. But right now, your job is to, to manage yourself and to do that. And it's going to be the same thing for state because... We're currently ranked 13th on the boys' side, but the hope and expectation is that we can overcome that type that ranking, we can improve on it, we can have our best race of the year, and, and leave nothing out there. So um, the, the main thing is we're not done yet. It's, right. a, it's exciting. Right. We haven't done this in 24 years, but there's no reason we can't go out and, and have our best race of the year still.
0: So when you look at that course, and you're, you're familiar with it, yep. uh, many of your girls are familiar with it, Kyle's obviously familiar with it. Uh, How do you prepare for that you know around here
1: yeah yeah so we um the conference meet being in eldora very hilly kids talk about it all the time with jaws um we went to eldora week two this year of of the season so that we saw the course and then we added cascade halfway through the year because that's a very hilly course as well and we knew that preparing for the hills in that way going to a couple meets was going to prepare them for conference but also state because the, the middle mile has Um, It's mainly up and down, um, different grades uh, here and there, um, varieties. But um, that's an area of the course where you'll see some people start to fall back because the first mile is very flat. Um, It's very fast. You'll see guys go out in low five minutes, um, maybe under five if they're really getting after it. Girls, they're going to be in the five-minute range. Um, But then that second mile can kind of even it out, and that's where you see some of the better teams start to move up uh, and make their move. During those hilly sections, and I think what we've done this year, preparing and talking about it, it makes them aware. It makes them prepared, and um, I think we'll handle it very well.
0: So qualified, pretty flat course over Dyke. Yeah, you extremely know, flat. completely different. Is yeah. there? I suppose there's some mentality difference that you have to try yeah. and remind them this isn't yeah. going to be like that. Yeah,
1: because uh, you know, from conference to districts, we couldn't have had two more polar opposite courses, and we saw teams that we beat handily at conference race much closer to us at districts because they handled the flat courses better than the hilly course um so for us you know the main thing is going out and staying controlled even though it is so flat it is faster you can move a lot quicker but not going so fast that you're going to burn up the engine and you don't have anything left for the last two miles um it's a long race it's not a one mile race right. so they're not handing right. out ribbons at that point um you know we got to finish the whole thing so that's kind of our mindset and trying to see how many people we can pass mile two, because if you're not in a spot where you want to be at the end of mile two, it's going to be a hard thing to overcome with the last six minutes of racing, seven minutes of racing. You really have to keep working a lot, uh, which is what our boys put themselves in at Dyke. They ended up having to pass eight guys in the last hundred meters, and they, right. did, they did it. Um, I would have liked to see them a little closer <laughs> for, our, for our own heart's sake, but, um, but they made it happen.
0: Yeah, and you're talking uh, the weather conditions. Uh, you're going to have some some loose footing maybe.
1: Yeah, Fort Dodge is getting four to five inches of rain this week uh, leading into Saturday. Uh, Friday, um, they don't have any rain coming tomorrow, I don't think. But these just like we're getting today in the last couple of days, they're going to have a lot of rain. Um, so the course will be interesting. Uh, we'll be encouraging uh, putting the t- long spikes on and um, getting ready to race and, and, and maybe some sloppy conditions because we will be the third race. For the, I guess the the fifth race of the weekend to, okay. to start. So, so
0: they're going to break it up. Classes are
1: going at different times. Yep. Fri- Friday, you have classes three A and four <coughs> A, and then Saturday classes two A and one A, uh, in that order.
0: So it's going to get beat up today.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, tomorrow, <coughs> Friday.
0: Or Friday. Today's yeah. yeah. I'm moving too yeah. quick in the yeah. week, I guess. Yeah. 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 But, but uh, Friday. Will you get a chance? Uh, you'll get to Fort Dutch tomorrow. Will you go out there? or Not till Saturday. Will they see the course? No,
1: we won't go out there till Saturday. Um, in a, in a perfect world, we could go out there and see a race on Friday. Uh, but that's not not the way we'll, uh, not the way it works. So okay. So we'll head out uh, just right at three fifteen. We'll get there, supper, and and then just time on our own. Um, enough of the kids have seen it. I think four four of the girls have been a part of a state team. Um, over the last few years Natalie and Amanda have been there every year Um, Claire's been there this will be her second time Maddie her second time once as an alternate now a runner Um, and other girls have been there to watch and be in attendance Um, so so we have a good idea we always show the kids the course uh, the map we do a lot of prep work the week of uh, to kind of get their mind at ease and show them what it looks like Um, and so far that's helped I think
0: so let's rewind here back when it wasn't raining and uh, it was hot, mm-hmm. uh, you know, looking through summer workouts, but you bring them in here in August, you're getting going for camp. Um, what were you thinking about this team then?
1: Yeah, w- I knew the girls would be tough. Uh, we returned six of seven who ran at state. Uh, we lost or five of seven. Marley uh, lost Marley to Georgia, and uh, I know right. she's cheering on right now, and then uh, Mara graduated. Um, so we returned a lot. And we knew we were bringing up an 8th grade class that was talented. So I knew we'd be in the hunt for another 4th place finish, a top 3 finish, uh, give or take. Uh, so really, they're, they're living up to what I had in mind for them. The breakup uh, or the change up of the top 7 uh, changes throughout the year a lot for different circumstances. Uh, but as a whole, we're in that position to be a top 3 team. And that's where we had hoped and had it kind of us penciled in if things were to go the right way. So we're right on target with that.
0: So as, it's, as the seasons moves in, getting to uh, running against uh, uh, some pretty good competition, Yeah. Uh, how did you see this team evolve? What, what was there a point where you were like, okay, something special is going to happen
1: here? Yeah, uh, for the for boys and girls. Yeah, I would say for the girls, um, we showed a few things early at Monticello when we raced Monticello and Tipton uh, we lost to Tipton by three points they're currently ranked fourth in the state and I think since we've had performances that would improve off of that three-point loss um, and we've also just seen uh, mainly at um, the biggest turning point I think for both teams would have been at West Delaware our girls had our worst team performance of the year we were fifth but we still saw good races up front but the big thing was we saw uh, Caitlin Zelli and Amaya uh, improve so much uh, from their JV positions into a varsity um, position to run varsity. And um, at Dyke, that showed to be huge because Caitlin improved, she's improved at, like seven minutes on the year so wow. far. Yeah. Um, Amaya's improved by six minutes, and that has helped push our uh, what our four and five spots. Uh, to a spot that we hadn't been earlier in the year. Natalie has improved. She got uh, back down into the twenty-one minutes. Uh, Maddie Thompson uh almost got into the twenty minutes, uh, and she was floating around the twenty-two forty all year, and she dropped all the way to twenty-one o six. Um, so that push from six and seven has drastically impacted our four and five, which is what we had been waiting for. Um. And the hope is always that it comes together, that championship part of the season. And so far it has. And we have four girls from four to seven that are capable of being our number four runner, I think. Um, and that's a good, good thing to have.
0: So what happens that those girls get such a significant, you I, know, they scale that back. What happens through the year that it yeah, just, for just the, happens?
1: For the two, Amaya and Caitlin? Uh, they were new to the 5K. Um, We switched up their training partway through the year because they're they're true sprinters. They're going to be really fun to watch in the spring running the 100 to the 400. Um, And the training we were doing was much more cross-country based, obviously, but it was repeat fours, eights, uh, maybe a thousand. And that type of thing was eating them up and and they weren't as strong as they could have been, we thought. So we changed them back down to repeat twos, repeat fours, short stuff that they can handle. They just had to do more of them to get the volume in. And what we saw was they took to that very well, where they weren't getting hurt, they weren't feeling as tired or as ragged throughout the year, and then it finally peaked at the end of the year to where they were able to have a six-minute PR from the first part of the year. They run 22s, 21s. Uh, For Maddie, it was just chipping away, I think. We we saw her workouts where she was right up there with Natalie, she was right up there with Amanda and Claire, but it wasn't happening on race day, Mm -hmm. and then on the day at districts, it, it happened. Um, and that was something that we had been waiting to see. It just hadn't materialized yet. So is there a
0: strategy that goes into the way you're, you're setting up their training that on the course that kicks in at, at certain mile markers or certain points where they're,
1: in, in pra- where they need to kick yeah, in? In practice, we have different emphasis uh, depending on the workout. We have a, a workout called chasers where you have a 150 meter mark, you let your partner go 50 meters ahead of you at a jog, and then you have 100 meet, 150 meters to catch them, but they're already 50 meters ahead. So that concept of finishing your race, closing that big gap, you know, that's what we saw the boys do in the last 150 meters of their race. They closed that gap and, and beat and got, got in by one point. Um, right. So there's things like that that we incorporate. Um, Try to simulate being tired in the middle part of the race and still running fast we try to simulate hills we try to simulate all that stuff and and you talk about it in practice so they can visualize it so they can picture it um well our kids have done just amazing job accepting the different training that we throw at them we've gone to waterloo or cedar falls to do a saturday long run three four times this year um and that you know that takes two hours on a saturday but they've been there they've done they've done the work and, and and it's helped um and we just have an awesome, awesome group of kids that are so coachable. Uh, they're resilient and, and they're really hard workers.
0: Talk about the boys side. Uh, the whole team's yeah. going. Talk about that yeah. team.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, so the same thing for them. West Delaware was kind of a turning point uh, in some ways, where we saw some uh, an uptick of performances for for about half of them. Half of them didn't, but it was the half that we needed. It was the half that again, like the three, four, five, six, seven that we hadn't quite seen yet. And they ran a much improved race where we could roll into the conference meet uh, with a lot of confidence. And then at the conference meet, they placed third, which hasn't happened, probably another 20 years or so. Um, And that type of performance showed us, okay, districts is a real possibility now. We knew New Hampton was going to be the team that we thought would fall back to us, that we could beat. And so we kind of marked, okay, red jerseys, it says Chickasaws on the back. That's, That's who you're going after um along with denver along with dyke Um, but those are kind of the three teams that we had in mind and um over that last mile two miles even we were just screaming and yelling we need 10 spots because we knew we we had to be anywhere from 27th to 33rd with all four of those back three of those back guys and they did it silas turned in uh uh, lifetime best of eighteen minutes, seventeen fifty nine point nine officially, but they rounded it up. Right. Uh, so I'll give him the seventeen, but um, he improved a ton. Um, Logan Zook, Aiden Gonzalez, Nathan Pint, Tyler Nolan, all had uh, fantastic races to put him in that position. And then Kyle Rott had a lifetime best. Uh, Nolan Evans had a lifetime best. So you know that's that's what you dream of as a coach that you can have your kids perform at their best level on the day when you need it. Um, and they they absolutely did. So
0: it's funny how when the weather's cold or a little chilly.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: The runners step it up, don't yep. they?
1: Yep. That 45 to 50 degree, 55 degree sweet spot is really what you want because you're not going to overheat. You, you go through your warm ups, maybe you're sweating a little bit, which is good, but you're not overheating. Your body's not having to work to cool yourself down, um, and it, it's perfect running conditions. Um, nice, crisp, clean air, uh, cool air, and yeah, uh, that we should have some of that on Saturday as well.
0: So those coming out on Saturday, what advice do you have for the spectators? Any any sort of
1: recommendations as far yeah. as uh, getting there or watching, that yeah. type of thing? So we get uh, races start at 10.30. <coughs> I would be there at 10, um, if not slightly before, so you can find your parking. Um, you can you got to pay online. It's a digital ticket this year, so it has to be on your phone, or if you want to print it out, you can do that. Um, but then get there around 10 so you can kind of see the layout of the course, where the kids are going to run, how they're going to uh, move about. And Fort Dodge is a, a very accessible course for fans where you can see them in the first mile three times. You can walk a little bit, you can jog a little bit, and you're going to see them a lot. Um, there's also going to be live results that I will link out on uh, probably Saturday when I get it, um, but it'll show us where they're at at the mile position-wise. position, okay. w- position wise. Sure. So at the mile, we'll know what team is in first place, what team is in second and third. Same at the two mile and then at the finish. Um, so that'll be a way to kind of track uh, in live time where people are at.
0: So you're not alone in this whole venture. You know, you've got people on your staff yeah. that, yeah. Uh, you know, you've got all those, you got those people, the key people that have been here helping build this program. Yeah. But how do you split up your coaching duties that day? You yeah know, run here and there yeah uh, how, how do you is there a strategy have, to that
1: so both, both of our coaches are recovering for the, from their big marathons. so at districts and conference they they were more strategic than i i am with running around with my head cut off because um, i didn't just run 26 miles and they were a little more strategic finding the spots they needed to be in and could get to uh but no on, on the day uh, coach uh, maya smith and alex o'connell are awesome um we were texting last night about stuff, figuring it out, what we're doing for the week and how we're going to go about it. But um, yeah, they'll typically be in a couple different spots that I'm not. We're all on the same page when it comes to what message we want to give the kids. Some kids need this. Some kids need that. Um, we need to tell them what position they're in, how far up the next important team is. Uh, or is someone closing in on them? All those are all the things that we're yelling uh, out on the course um, and keeping kids on the same page. And, um hopefully help them achieve their goals. Well,
0: when you look at this cross country team and whether it's from middle school to high school, uh, there, there's a culture that, that you've helped create and that and started, I think, even back with when Rachel was, mm-hmm. was coaching. But uh, talk through that culture, the, the beliefs, the, the attitudes that uh, you've helped create and even, I would say, maybe even your student leaders have created. How important yeah. is that and what is that? Yeah.
1: Um, so our Speaking of our middle school, they, they finished ninth at the state meet. Both teams finished ninth. Kate, Kate and Lang, um, Will it still go?
0: Oh, no, I think okay. it's still going. Yeah.
1: Caden yeah. Lang uh, finished fourth at the state meet, and Jordan Bergman finished third. Uh, so we know that type of success is continuing. Um, but I think a lot of that happens because we were able to have 7 through 12 practice together in some capacity most days. Um, and they're able to see Amanda and Kyle uh, put in the work in the summers. They're able to see people put in the work and have success during the season. Uh, and they're able to hear the same messages that we give to the high school. And typically those messages are, um, that we will have a lot of fun throughout the season. And we're all here for cross country for various reasons. Some of us is to get better in shape for basketball and wrestling. And mm-hmm. that, and that's fine. But even if that's the case, we're still going to work really hard. Um, and we're still going to go after something that we haven't done before. Cause I think cross country offers the unique opportunity to kind of transcend what you were a year before, um, because you can see it visually on a time, on a performance, um, and, and you can be a different athlete. And, and that's um, not as uh, noticeable or maybe not, it doesn't stick out as much in other sports where the stats are more team-based or, um, you know, it, it's different, it's not a stopwatch, right. you know. So, so we have that ability to see, hey, you're doing this so much better, you're improving. Um, and we talk about goals a lot, we talk about doing hard things, um, and we talk about, uh, working for one another, um, because I at the cross country, although it's an individually based performance, um, it's one of the best team sports you're going to have because you need all seven runners in many cases. Two years ago, uh, Zoe Miller was our number six at state. She was our tiebreaker. Right. She, she was the reason we got fourth because she beat the other team six runner. Um, and so just preaching, you know, working together, being honest, communicating, um and, and being talking about the hard things if, if hard things come up and then working past those um because we, we're working with um 12 to 18 year olds uh, on a regular basis and uh, there's a lot that's going to happen and being understanding of where they're at um with what their lives are is going on and, and where we want to be right. also at the end of the season and how we, how can we balance that and Uh, work through those things. And I think all of those things together uh, with the supportive group, supportive coaches, supportive teammates is what has allowed us to have the four trips in a row for the girls, to have the first trip in 24 years for the guys. and now the other kids have seen that. They can. I, I talk to our sixth grade girls in the hallway. I say, hey, you ready to come out for cross next year? <laughs> and they like, oh, yeah, I'm ready. I've got this girl, yeah. J- Jordan Bergman, is recruiting the middle school girls that are her buddies and getting them out. And we're talking to some boys that, hey, you're going to come out for cross next year? Well, yeah, I probably will now or this or that. So mm-hmm. it's exciting because um, um, it's exciting to see that momentum. And it's exciting to see that our kids are, are noticed and their hard work is, is paying off.
0: Well, it's uh, I, I, we talked about this a little while ago, but um, you know, if we ever had a Jessup Trivia Night mm-hmm. and and the question would be, um, you know, where did Coach Green place in the state cross-country tournament for me? And you're sitting there thinking, okay, because you went to school...
1: C- Central DeWitt.
0: At Central DeWitt. Um, the answer would be he didn't place because... I did not run cross country in high school
1: or college. Um, I went out to watch when DeWitt qualified, and we just about missed the race. We didn't realize where it was, and we we got lost in Fort Dodge. And uh, we got there as they were coming out that first 400 meters. So that was my one experience before college with cross country, really. Um, I was always good friends with the guys. I'd run with them in the summer to get ready for football. But, uh, no, I didn't I didn't run cross-country. No, good question. Yeah, I rarely ran <laughs> over the 800 in track, but I I love it, and there's nothing else I'd rather do right yeah, now.
0: Yeah, it, as it just shows, you know, uh, what you think you know in high school and what you actually end up doing in life and, and yeah. what you're part of. And congratulations on the yeah. success of the program and, and your staff, and uh, good luck on Saturday.
1: Thank you. I appreciate so, it.
0: So it should be a great day to be a Jayhawk yes. uh, at Ford Dodge cool. on Saturday. Everybody, have a great weekend. Go Jayhawks. Stay dry and stay safe. This is a Need 10 Media production.